Welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm your host, Martin Moyer, here to amuse, enlighten, and perhaps even ruffle your feathers a bit. For the next several weeks or possibly months, we're shaking things up with a one-man show. That means you'll be treated to my angry, sometimes out-of-control opinions, all garnished with some sparkling wit, at least I hope. Now, you may be wondering why we're switching gears. Well, it's travel season. That's the time of the year where we shove our responsibilities into the closet and say goodbye to that daily grind. Travel calls to me, our guests, and even my co-host, Pastor Jason Bender. But our top-notch equipment can only travel with one of us. And that lucky person is yours truly. So while my co-hosts are off going to wherever they're going, I'll be keeping watch over our precious show. So kick back, grab some Cheerios in, cheer me on, and try to enjoy these solo episodes as much as you can. We'll all be back together soon enough, rescuing you from my nonstop chatter. Until then, let's make the most of our time together. Let's talk about a new target of the council culture mob, Mother's Day, which will be celebrated on May 14 of this year. This very day that most Americans set aside to celebrate the mothers in their lives is now under attack, of course. It all started when several major corporations recently sent out emails to their customers that allowed them to opt out of receiving Mother's Day messaging. Businesses such as DoorDash, Kay's Jeweler, Hallmark, and Kroger Groceries are permitting their customers to opt out of Mother's Day promotional content. My God, these mother haters can't even stand to look at a promotional ad for Mother's Day. These companies say they're just trying to be inclusive because not everyone celebrates Mother's Day. But we all know that's a lie. Mother's Day is a cherished holiday for millions of people, not just here in the United States, but around the world. It's a day we show our appreciation for our mothers and to celebrate the love and sacrifice they made for us over the years and decades. But now, thanks to the cancel culture mob, even Mother's Day, well, it's not safe. Opponents of Mother's Day argue that the holiday reinforces the idea that women are no more than babysitters, diaper changers, janitors, and fry cooks. So what's the solution according to these big corporations? Yeah, erase motherhood. That's like suggesting we cancel Thanksgiving to avoid fending turkeys. But we're not going to let the cancel culture mob dictate our celebrations. We're going to continue to honor Mother's Day with pride and shower our moms with the love and appreciation they truly deserve. So to all you mothers out there, know that America sees you, appreciates you, and loves you. Happy Mother's Day. And don't worry, there's still enough of us mother lovers to stop the cancel culture Grinches from stealing your special day. Have you heard about this? A transgender activist going by the name of Tara J has issued a furious threat to anyone who dares to prevent him from using female restrooms or locker rooms. It will be the last mistake you ever make, Jay told his, yes, I'm misgendering him, his 2,400 TikTok followers in a post that has since been deleted. Wisely, of course, but too late. He had more to say. Let me read it to you. If you back a wild animal into a corner, they're going to become a dangerous animal. 
Get that? He's admitting he's an animal. No argument from here. So, he goes on to say, if you want to die on that hill of yours of righteousness and moral majority, then you go right ahead. I dare you to try and stop me from going into that woman's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. How can any of us fathom that we now live in a society where men will actually murder a woman for wanting some privacy in the bathroom free of men? The only reason this transgender should be in a female bathroom to begin with is so we can flush this sewage down the toilet. Jay also urged other transgenders and LGBT people to buy guns and to join his murderous rampage. This is a call to action, he says. Arm up, go out, buy a gun, learn how to use it. He tells other like-minded, sexually confused monsters. Wow. Are women really going to have to start arming themselves and wearing flak jackets just to pee in the bathroom? Using the toilet shouldn't feel like navigating a Ukraine battlefield. Here's what a former transgender, Ali London, who once lived as a Korean woman before he detransitioned, had to say, and it's spot on. This is just another example of a biological man feeling emboldened to invade women's spaces in the name of self-identity and threatening women's safety without any fear of repercussions. Precisely, these radical transgender mobsters have no fear of repercussions. They can say what they like, threaten who they want, and commit violent acts on people without any worry of consequences. If you don't believe me, just ask Ronnie Gaines who was attacked while speaking at San Francisco State University early this month by a mob of transgender rights activists, and no one was ever charged, much less arrested. Just remember, women, when nature calls, be prepared for anything, even an unexpected high noon gunfight just to pee. The National Institutes of Health, and for those listening, I wish you could see my air quotes around the word health, this Frankenstein agency thinks your tax dollars should be spent on studying the health effects of castrating young men. I kid you not. The NIH wants to know the unknown cardiovascular consequences of surgically removing testicles on patients diagnosed with gender dysphoria. The victims, because that's exactly who they are, victims, these victims of the woke sons of Frankenstein will be as young as 18 years of age. The chief investigator is a man named Dr. Sean Iomoto, who is an assistant professor of medicine at the University of Colorado. And his goal is clear, to prove that male castration is as harmless as cutting off unsightly toenails. Here's what he says. This study will increase our confidence that these life-saving treatments provide maximum physical and mental health benefits and minimal risks, particularly related to cardiovascular disease. Life-saving. Did he really just say life-saving treatment? Since when did having a penis mean a possible death sentence, even for those with gender dysphoria? We can all see it now. Next, the NIH will want to experiment with removing all your teeth to see if it can prevent cavities. Men don't die from having a penis. A penis is not a life-threatening disease, but the psychological damage of cutting them off 18-year-olds might just well be. But these sons of Frankenstein don't care. 
They're like the Nazis that experimented on methods of mass sterilization to purify the human race. How can this be any different? The goal is to make a more perfect boy by transitioning him into a perfect girl because having a penis is life-threatening. Even the Nazis couldn't dream up this kind of twisted ideology to purify the female race. Okay, does everyone remember when Joe Biden was addressing the 2022 Teacher of the Year ceremony in April of last year when he told teachers this about children? They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. Yeah, kids belong to the teachers once they walk through the schoolhouse doors. So much wrong, and where do I begin? But here's what I want to know. If a child tears his pants at school when they belong to the teacher, does the teacher then fork out some money to buy that child some new clothes? If a kid falls off a schoolyard swing and breaks his arm, does the teacher then take the toddler to the hospital and pay the bill? And what if a child needs eyeglasses to see the chalkboard? Do teachers have an optometrist plan for those students? Biden's statement was stupid, pretentious, and patronizing. But rather than back down, last week Biden took to Twitter to double down on his statement and really put parents in their place. Here's what he wrote. Our children are our nation's future, and they are in the hands of teachers. Children are in the hands of teachers, not the parents. Not just during school hours, but at all times. And parents, beware, because Biden adds that if you dare stand in the way of teachers having the ultimate authority in your child's life, he warns the White House will always have their back. The back of teachers, that is, not the back of parents. So if you think, as a parent, it was hard enough showing up at school board meetings to deal with school board members, well, you're in for a new enemy. The White House, federal law enforcement agencies, possibly the IRS, whatever the White House can throw at you to have the teacher's backs. Maybe we'll soon see a new Survivor Series show where parents face off against the White House in grueling challenges to decide who gets to make the ultimate decision for raising their own kids. How dare this travesty of justice occur? Let's dive into the absurd story of parents on the front lines against state authorities, where boat oars and staircases take a life of their own. Jerry and Tamal Floor were arrested in their Michigan home back in September of 2021. They were accused of the horrifying acts of child abuse, including beating kids with a boat oar and hurling children down the stairs. The couple was held without bond for days at the Clinton County Jail, where they faced two first-degree charges and three second-degree charges of child abuse. The investigation began in July of 2021, and despite any evidence, they were vilified by the very system that should have protected them. Police and prosecutors, driven by accusations and insinuations, accused Jerry and Tamal Floor of throwing kids down a flight of stairs and beating them with a boat oar. How's that for a stain on your reputation? But the truth, it seems, has finally prevailed. All five charges of alleged second-degree child abuse against the couple were dismissed on April 24 by the Clinton County Prosecutor. You could say it was a stairway to exoneration. Mind you, 
the Flores had steadfastly maintained their innocence throughout this entire ordeal. And though they had no prior criminal record, the Flores were not only unjustly jailed for 10 days without bond, but also forced to wear a tether. It took nearly two years to clear their names. Daly Coleman, the attorney for Mr. Flora, expressed his relief, saying, After almost two years of the public smearing of our client's name and reputation, it is gratifying that they have been exonerated. All these remaining charges have been dismissed, and the Flores can now move ahead with their name cleared. Can we expect more such damning, spurious, and unfounded accusations to be leveled against loving parents? Well, with the Biden's Department of Justice referring to parents as domestic terrorists and the White House claiming they now have the backs of teachers against parents, the crystal ball does not look good, especially since it's filled with anti-parental rights snowflakes. In conclusion, this week's whirlwind of bizarre events has taken a tumble through the uncharted territory of the council culture's war on Mother's Day, LGBT activists arming themselves for restroom battles, mad scientists eager to perform modern-day castrations on 18-year-olds, the White House ridiculous insistence that teachers, not parents, hold the keys to children's futures, and the horrifying tale of parents caught in the crosshair of baseless allegations. The only thing missing is the laugh track to help us get through it all. See you next time on Shout Out Patriots, and remember to subscribe and share. Thank you.